Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We've got an interesting topic today. The topic is parent most likely to grant other contacts. And this is based on an article on FamilyLawHeadquarters.com dated August 25, 2015. The title of that article is Which Parent is Most Likely to Allow Contact with the Other Parent? So as a follow-up to the episode today, you can go to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and you can read this article, which covers the same topic. Uh, definitely an interesting topic, and let's jump into it. Obviously, child custody cases, um, important cases for folks, brings lots of emotions. Uh, in a divorce case, in a paternity case, you know, obviously parents can have different viewpoints in terms of what ought to happen with the kids, in terms of custody, what's in the best interest of the kids. And in a custody case, courts are looking at physical custody, which is, you know, where where are children going to reside? Um, do they spend more time at mom's house? Do they spend more time at dad's house? Is it a split uh, that's roughly proportional? In other words, kids spend substantial time at both mom and dad's uh, house. And then in terms of legal custody, courts have to look at the decision-making uh, power of the parent. So who decides what medical decisions are being made, uh, who decides on school, extracurricular activities, uh, religious-type decisions, all the day-to-day decisions that parents have to make. Uh, the question in the custody case is, do mom and dad both have to agree, which would be joint legal custody, or is it a situation where one parent has the final say um, in which case that would be sole legal custody if one parent has a final determination. Now, in determining custody in Missouri and in Illinois, the standard is what's in the best interest of the child. Uh, obviously, if you're outside of Missouri and Illinois and you're in another state, you want to seek out an attorney in the state in which you reside and get the specific uh, 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 you know, laws in play. Um, you you want to know what those are from uh, from talking with an attorney and being advised appropriately. But the standard generally is best interest of the child. That's definitely the standard of Missouri and Illinois. And most states uh, use that uh, same standard, you know, with some different nuances and some different factors that the court looks at. But in terms of Missouri and Illinois, the court is to look at what's in the best interest of the child when considering multiple factors. Now, there's lots of different factors that the court looks at in determining what's in the best interest of the child. And it's important to note that these factors, uh, in terms of the emphasis that a court puts on these factors in a particular case, could be different. Um, so, you know, court can weigh different factors more heavily in one case uh, versus another, and, and then on the flip end, weigh different factors less heavily than others just based on the facts of the case. But ultimately, a court has to look at what's in the best interest of the child, and they weigh multiple factors. Now, one factor which is in the Missouri statute and the Illinois statute, it's worded slightly different, is the whole concept of you know, which parent is most likely to allow access to the other parent. So there's different nuances in terms of the way this is specifically spelled out of Missouri and Illinois. And in different states, there could be little nuances as well. But the same concept generally applies, which is a, one of the factors. Now, there's multiple factors, so this is just one of them. Um, but one of the factor comes down to which parent is going to allow access or contact to the other parent. Uh, so let's get specifics in terms of Missouri. What the what what the statute states specifically is which parent 
is to allow the child frequent, continuing, and meaningful contact with the other parent. And then Illinois has slightly different language, but it's the same general principle, which is the court in determining custody looks at multiple factors. But here's one of the factors, which is the willingness and ability of each parent to facilitate and encourage a close and continuing relationship between the other parent and the child. Um, so worded slightly differently, uh, but the same basic premise, which is one of the factors that the court looks at is what parent um, is going to encourage the child to have a relationship with the other parent, uh, which parent um, is going to allow this, uh, which parent is not going to stand in the way of it, try to impede access to the other parent. And so, again, the premise here is courts want to encourage parents uh, after a custody case, after a divorce, um, to still encourage the child to have a relationship with that other parent. And, you know, there's lots of case law out there throughout the country in Missouri and Illinois, but there's certainly cases where a court can look at this factor and determine that one of the parents has been difficult, that one of the parents has stood in the way between the child having a relationship with the other parent. Um, you know, maybe they don't encourage the child to go to the other parent's residence. Uh, maybe they don't, they don't encourage the child to get on the phone and speak with the other uh, other parent when they're in their custody. Uh, there could be instances where a court has a concern that the parent actually impedes visitation. So one parent has court-ordered visitation time and the parent stands in the way of it, uh, doesn't abide by the order, for example, uh, and, and discourages the child from going to the other parent's residence. Unfortunately, this can happen in some cases. And oftentimes this can happen even before court order is even entered. So take a situation where folks are going through a divorce and they're separated, uh, but there's been no court order for custody uh, put together at that time. And so the parents are having to work out custody informally. Courts can look at that period of time and look at this factor and determine you know, which parent is more likely uh, to facilitate and encourage a close and continuing relationship between the other parent and, and the child, as the Illinois statute states, or in Missouri, which parent is to allow the child frequent, continuing, and meaningful contact with the other parent. So a court can look at that, and ultimately this is a factor that can tilt a custody determination in some cases. So for folks going through custody cases, this is definitely something which is important to keep in mind. Uh, it's important to have an attorney guide you through the process, guide you through the specifics of your case, uh, to talk about all the factors that go into what's in the best interest of the child, but to look at this factor as well, uh, to make sure um, that a party uh, is doing the right thing in terms of the, the factors and is behaving in a way uh, that the court uh, will feel as if the parent um, is really not trying to stand in the, other, in the way of the other parent having uh, access or custody time. Now, there are some extreme cases out there uh, where there's abuse, you know, where there's neglect going on at the other parent's residence. Uh, in some cases, um, it can be pretty egregious stuff like physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh, something to that degree where the parent has deep, deep concerns about what's going on at the other parent's residence. So there might be some cases uh, where a parent has a good faith and honest uh, reason to believe um, that the other parent having uh, access to the children would be harmful, but even in these types of situations, what's really critical in most cases is is to bring this matter to the court uh, as soon as possible versus one parent you know taking self help measures and simply denying the other parent access 
to the child with, without really getting a blessing from the court in terms of doing this. And so, again, you know, there are some extreme cases where it can be tough and, 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 and parents get put in a real dilemma in terms of looking at this factor where they're supposed to allow the other parent access and contact at the same time they're trying to balance that between protecting their child from abuse and neglect or something to that degree. And obviously that can be a real quandary. But, again, it's important in those situations to have legal counsel and definitely important in a lot of cases to bring uh, this up to the court and have the court make a determination uh, in terms of what type of access that other parent should have and whether or not uh, the abuse uh, or neglect has really happened or not. And in some cases, this can even involve uh, the Division of Family Services uh, making a determination as well. Uh, so in some cases, a parent, if they think there's extreme abuse going on in the other parent's house, you know, might ultimately decide uh, that they believe it's credible and might decide to hotline it, and then DFS might look at it as well. But, you know, taking all of that aside, taking out the abuse situations and neglect situations, taking out uh, uh, that whole component, you know, generally speaking, what courts are looking for is parents that encourage contact and visitation with the other parent, and, you know, parents that put aside their differences with the other parent, maybe the emotions from the breakup or, or the relationship that didn't work out or the pending divorce, and they put that aside and ultimately encourage the kid to have uh, access or visitation with the other parent uh, with the idea that this is what's generally in the best interest of children, which is to have, you know, both parents involved, both parents checked in, and that the child, you know, the child that has a relationship with, with both parents, you know, prior to these proceedings taking place then uh, continues to have a relationship with both parents uh, moving forward. Uh, and so definitely an important factor, definitely something folks should keep in mind in terms of uh, custody cases is this factor uh, dealing with allowing access uh, to the other parents. So, again, this is the topic today, definitely an interesting topic. There's a follow-up to the episode today. You can go to familylawheadquarters.com, check out the blog article dated August 25, 2015. The title, again, is Which Parent? is most likely to allow contact with the other parents. So definitely an interesting topic. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Family Law Talk. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. With Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stingy is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 1750 South Brentwood Boulevard, Suite 401, St. Louis, Missouri, 63144.